When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spears and Steinberg. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy. You and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lit. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. This O Steve has been brought to you by I Don't Remember. Somebody sent me this, uh, and I don't remember the name of the person who sent me this, but this is from uh, the new MCU show She Hulk. Uh, so I've watched it. Oh, have you? I watched the first episode. Okay, so here this goes. You built this bar by hand? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, me and Tony. Well, Tony mostly drank. Just sat around complaining about Steve. Oh, Steve. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch that. I, I, I've been flirting with watching it, um, but I just don't know that I'm invested in She-Hulk. I'd rather see Hulk. I thought your favorite person in the whole world was She-Hulk. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Listen, if that bitch painted herself green, I'm in it. Uh, it, it it's, it's, it's a little... Uh, it's it's funny. They're, they're, they 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 made this one a little bit more. The, at least the first episode is a little bit more comedic. Yeah, There's a little bit of funniness to it. How many uh, apps? Uh, I don't know how many there are. I only watched the first one so far. I just and I kind of had it on where I was doing some other stuff. So I it, it kept making me watch it. And that's kind of how I do when I first watch a series. Right. Like I'll have some other things going on and see, make sure that it keeps drawing me back in. Right. So it seems like it might be worth watching. Um. Okay. Uh, this first one comes to us from Robert Parker. This bothers me a little bit. Most difficult. Uh, hey, a and I've been listening for about a year. And you read my previous two emails on the cast. Surely you understand that your listeners check out other podcasts. In my experience, I have now heard on a few other podcasts that you, Aries, are a difficult headliner on the road. I'm not naming names, but it's been said that you have to be the black guy on the lineup and that you have asked the opener and host not to do certain jokes 
because they may step on one of yours. I love what you do. And this is where he pulls on my nut hairs. But you may be taking this Patrice mentality too far. You may very well be your own downfall. I mean, when other people see it and speak on it, it has to be real to an extent. Just saying $10, Rob. Now, Rob, uh, first I responded to Rob by saying, fuck that, give me names. Don't just run with shit you hear. Uh, And this is where I have to tip my hat and apologize. Not like I have a real reason to apologize uh, because I don't uh, in terms of the context in which I talked about Monique and her being disgruntled about the fact that she wanted a Netflix special, but wanted wanted to be paid accordingly, a la Amy Schumer and a la Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Now, while I certainly still stand on my position about and, you know, uh, not level of funny, because that's subjective, even though my level in terms of my opinion, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, I think on a certain level are funnier than Monique. But that's a subjective opinion. Uh, but in terms of worth, uh, in terms of who brings what to the table, I still stand on that when I say I believe Dave and Chris in terms of what they bring to the table is far bigger than Monique. I think you'd be crazy to try to deny that. Um, However, where I will apologize to Monique is know your worth. Believe in yourself. Do not waver. Stand your fucking ground. And what happened? Monique got a goddamn Netflix special and she's being paid according to her worth. That being said, um, that's why I said to you, uh, name names, motherfucker. Don't, don't just go with what the crowd says, because when the crowd was saying Monique shouldn't get what she deserves, Monique said, fuck everybody. And she stood her ground and she got her shit based on her worth. Don't do high school shit. So you think that just because a bunch of people say something, it's true? Get fuck out of here with that. And I said to name names. And then he comes back and he says to me, um, uh, Big J Orkison. Uh, on his podcast, uh, Legend, Le- Legendary Skanks. Le- Legion of the Skanks. Legion of the Skanks uh, was talking shit and said this and people were saying that. And I I hit up uh, Big J because I've only worked with Jay and I don't even know that I worked with him. I met Jay in passing. I never had a problem with Jay. It was more like, yo, what's up? What's up? Hello? Hello? How you doing? And that was the end of it. So I hit Jay up and said, yo, man, uh, if you got something you want to share with me, holler at me. Here's my number. Or at least put me on your podcast and let me defend myself. And he hit me back and he said, usually when people say things like that, that means they were talking shit about you. What did I say? I, I you know, I didn't say nothing bad about you. Uh, and I would love to have you on my podcast. So I gave him the wink emoji. He gave me the wink emoji. He gave me his number. And, I, and, he, and he said, when I come to New York, do his podcast. And I said, gladly. So then Rob Parker hits me back and he sent me this link. Um... <clears throat> He said it starts at 59.45. So I want me and Andy to take a look at this and a listen to this and uh, go from there. You're better than both of those guys. Something Sebastian Maniscalco related is the plugs. <laughs> this is SebastianManiscalco.com. <laughs> oh, in the round. Hey, buddy. Good. How are you? How are you guys? We were good, talking, good. Uh, we were making a lot of gay jokes. You came in a weird time. Uh, but we were going to talk about the VMAs and some of the things that went on. I know uh, I saw the response video only. From Ari Spears, which was fucking hilarious on so many levels. Is Ari uh, Spears Mad TV? From it, yes. Yeah, I know yeah. Who he is. Um, 
I was going to say Britney Spears' little sister, but no. That's <laughs> someone else. No, it's I've Britney never, Spears' Jewish brother. I've never had a, a, a bad experience with Aries Spears. In fact, he's always been very nice. We only worked together, I think, once, and he's always remembered me. He reaches out once in a while just to say he's listening to something and he likes it. Very nice guy. It's the, on the road, the most hated human being I've ever I have seen. A, I mean, not a personal story, but I have a friend who has a pretty crazy Well, I always just ask. I always ask every club where I go to. I go, who's the biggest pains in the ass? And the two names that have always come up yeah. are uh, Ari Spears, Eddie Griffin. I had a, you know what's so funny? Because we were just in a club and then their, their board was broken and they go, Eddie Griffin poured a drink on their soundboard. <laughs> I ain't never done no shit like that. Aerie Spears, I had a friend of mine. Well, Eddie Griffin used to, his thing was he wanted a new pair uh, of crispy white Air Force Ones for every show. <laughs> Not even every each day. Yeah. Like two, three a night. So if he was doing two shows a night, yeah, <laughs> two, show, two pairs of sneakers. And, they, and here's the problem is, I don't really blame Eddie Griffin a ton for this. They obliged that way far deep into yeah. his career when he wasn't selling like he was before. And at a certain point, they got to be like, you're not really at the Air Force One. Yeah, yeah. I think they were shitty about it because they're still running around again. I was like, why are we like kicking, like bending over backwards for this guy? Yeah. So that's not really his fault as much, but I guess at a time, it's also a weird thing to ask for. TJ Miller, who I fucking love, dude. I really do. I think he's hilarious. It's weird. He has for a, I don't know if he does it still, but he has for a pinata everywhere. And almost every green room he goes into around the country, there's a pinata hanging. It's like the pinata he didn't use. And I'm like, oh man, so he's going to grab that it? pinata. I, maybe sometimes, but I'm like, I think so you get to some doof has to run yeah, out to it every day I'll and go get that pinata. <laughs> it's always in a bad part of town. You have to pick up a pinata. <laughs> Never at the Walmart. My uh, my friend was in Toronto, and then he was he got he went down to Buffalo to do uh, Helium in Buffalo, mm -hmm. and he like took the, he was like a newer comic took the bus down. He's he's uh, people might know him Chaderan. He's pretty big, but right now, and he goes down there at the time like nobody knows him to just like feature for the weekend. He gets down there. He's half black. Aries Spears. He's waiting in the waiting room. Aries Spears walks in, sees him, walks out, goes to the booker. He goes, "Yeah, no other black people on the show. Only white people, yeah." And yeah. he's they sent him back to Canada. They just go, "Yo, you're out." Wait, 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 wait. Now, before I tell you why that's a bunch of bullshit, uh, how many times have you done Buffalo with me? Uh, twice. Twice. I think I might have done Buffalo prior to you. Twice. So I think I've maybe done it four times, maybe three. Um, and before I say what I'm about to say, let me explain this. And, and I've said this before. I am the headliner. It is my show. That particular story isn't true. But the, 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 the bigger thing is I can have on my show who the fuck I want to have on my show. I'm the headliner. I'm the main event. You're the only name on the... Right. I don't answer to the undercards. Understand? I'm the main fight. Uh, and I have said in the past, <clears throat> not that I have a problem working with black dudes, but I have to approve the comic. And they usually send me uh, a clip of the comic on YouTube where I approve them before I even jump on a plane. It's not like I get there and go, send them in. No, I approve them way beforehand. And I don't have a problem with a black comic as long as we're not clashing in terms of material, you know, but again, and what happens is when you have a black headliner, a black feature and a black MC, now it's a Def Jam show. And again, when my audience at times can be heavily mixed or predominantly white, I don't want <clears throat> the audience to be beat over the head with race humor. It's too much. So I've earned that right. 
I have those stripes. Now, that particular story is not true. Here's what I know is happening. They heard some story about how Aries don't work with black people, and they're trying to tie that together. Because if that story were true, and I sent the feature home, who, who's opening for me that night? If I did that. A random person that they could get or no, nobody. No, no, nobody. If I show up to the show that night, and usually I show up to the show a half hour before we start. That's my that's my thing. Um, my superstition that way. And I go, nah, yo, send them home. Who are they going to get in a half an hour to open the show? And I'm going to make them have to search for somebody a half hour out, knowing it's two shows, knowing that it will run late if they have to find someone. Miss me with the bullshit. That's never happened. I've never done that. So I don't know where you're getting that from. I don't know how you piece that together, Robert Parker. How did you piece that together? Well, that to me is why I go this game is high school sometimes. That's some high school shit you on. Well, there's a few things that I, and I can answer some of these questions on this one. I got some of the answers. One, the manager in uh, Buffalo is never a fan of yours. Well, I know why. I, okay. Yeah. But, okay. that, but besides that, once it doesn't make a difference why someone gets along with someone else or doesn't get along with someone else. If you don't get along with them, you usually don't have good things to say about them because you don't get along with them. So that's fine. You guys deal with whatever the issues are, but you, you do have to watch how you say things professionally about someone else. You can say that Aries Spears is your least favorite, but when you start giving examples uh, or telling people stories, that's a, that's a different problem. Uh, I've been, I haven't always been your opener. I, I've been around you when you have other people opening for you. And I'm going to tell you that uh, what you said about um, style of comedy is important to you before the show because you don't want everybody doing the same type of humor where it just becomes where you be. You, I've seen you tell white dudes that do the black dudes do this, white dude do this. They can't do those jokes because you don't want the same uh, not that you do jokes just like that either, but th- that 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 level of comedy on your show all the time. And that's not what you go for. Okay, but let's be clear, though. I don't mind the white. The, 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 I don't mind the racial jokes from a white dude as long as he's not pandering. But he was I don't like the white dudes that act like niggas. And that's what he he had that that New York thing. That's that New York this particular comic. So I know I know well, what look, I got to I got to be picky here, Andy. Don't relegate it to New York. No. Don't say it's a New York thing because no, no. there are comics I've worked with in the South, white boys that act like niggas okay. from the South. I was just saying this one particularly had that New York, that right. whip-wop kind of, you know, the stuff that we, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're trying to make yeah, sure. Yeah, but that, you got to say that right. Okay. So, but I've seen it before. There, it's a particular style that, that you like or don't <laughs> like. And I understand that. Like you said, you're the headliner. You get to pick. I, sometimes, I and mean, what I enjoy about working with you is after the show, people will come up to us and go, God, I never seen two different people before that got that it made sense. It worked. And I think that's what you've always, that's kind of where you always look for materials that it doesn't, we can be comics. If it fits together, it fits together, but it doesn't have to be the same type of comic. And I think that's great. I think that's what most shows should look for. But a lot of bookers, uh, like, and I've seen this happen before. A lot of people like this say, well, Ari, like, not even you. I'll just use a, a comic. This person, the headliner, they do a lot of crowd work. Hey, you know who else does a lot of crowd work? Let's get him. You can't have two people on the show both doing crowd work. It doesn't really work out. 
because now you just did a whole show of, of everybody just doing crowd work. Things should be complimentary, not repeated. It's, it's like when we talk about Hollywood. This works, so we do a thousand shows that way, even though there's another thousand great ideas on there. So yeah, I, I will say this, and I'm not necessarily in the greatest of moods towards Gerard uh, for, for reasons that Andy and I talked about. The dude who I've mentioned, <clears throat> the dude who I no longer am going to be doing the Sophisticated Scoundrels podcast with, even though after this Monday, we will have aired our final episode, which is to say four. Um, I will say this. I disagree with you about the crowd work thing because when he replaced you in Arlington, Texas, he did one show, a whole half, his whole half hour was crowd work and he murdered that motherfucker. He didn't tell one joke. So again, I don't have a problem with, you know, I specifically have a problem with white guys that pander. I don't like that. And again, I don't want my show to be a Def Jam show. But as far as crowd work, man, if this shit is funny and killing, that don't bother me. Because I know I can do crowd work. And I'm not intimidated by that. And I know I'm a beast with crowd work. So, you know, steel sharpens steel. Yeah, I'm just saying style-wise, I know a lot of comics that do crowd work headliners that don't like other comics. Oh, okay, I understand if that's where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, wasn't I misunderstood you. Yeah, I'm not saying you specifically. I'm right, saying right, right. there's there's people that have particular choices when they lay out their show. Right. But um, bookers don't necessarily look at it the same way the comic might, where they go, hey, this matches, but you're not necessarily- Oh, yeah, to, to your point- uh, Oh, shit. No, that was just me turning that up. Uh, to, you, to your point, uh, did that go up on its own? No, I hit it with my finger. Oh. There we go. To your point- uh, you know, I, I my my agents had to tell. Sounds weird, doesn't it? No, that's right. Oh, my my agents had to tell a couple bookers. Uh, you can't book two impressionists on the same show because if they do the same impressions, right? Once that one person does it first, no matter how great your joke is, the element of surprise is gone. Right. And part of what makes people ooh and ah with the impression is when they hear it, they go, "Oh shit, he does sound like." Now, if they just heard someone do that, now that part of it is gone. They might still laugh at the joke, but that element of surprise with the joke, the two complementing each other is the true potency, which is why some guys who do impressions, the impression might not be strong, but the joke is solid or the joke is solid, but the impression's a little weak. When you marry the two, now you winning. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. And behind the scenes, when you work with different people uh, as a feature, you do talk and you never worked with that feature before. You might, you might say, and I have said it many times, Hey, um, is there anything you want me to stay away from? Is there anything that you do a lot of that you want me to? And there are a lot of comics who will tell you. Yes. It's right. not uncommon. So when people say this, that's why I'm trying to bring these, these up. And I've worked with someone who's completely clean. I went to him and said, Hey, I'm not clean. Uh, but I know that you are your TV clean. Is there some words? And, and then we'll, we'll make adjustments because based on that, you do work with the people and the person's name that's on the marquee is the fucking last word. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. I've worked with someone that I absolutely hated that weekend working with him. He told me what I, I could do. Is? I, I don't know if you know who. No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, the one who we always, I'm not going to say his No, name. no, no, it's not. It's oh. not. I absolutely hated this guy. And actually, if they ever asked me to work with him again, I would say no in a second. And 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 90% of the people who listen to this podcast won't even know who this dude is. There's a lot of headliners. People don't know who they are. 
But this dude, he just said, no, not this and not that. And, and it was just so, I just hated it. I would never work with that dude again. So, Wouldn't it be but, funny if a dude came in and said, yeah, do me a favor, stay away from anything funny. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do say funny shit? Yeah, don't do any of the funny shit. Um, and dude, listen, I, I know I'm aware, and that's part of what Andy and I have talked about several times on this podcast in terms of trying to fight a certain stigma. Uh, and, 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 and listen, I, I promise you, maybe y'all will think it's crazy because I'm going to, you're, oh, you're just going to defend yourself no matter what. Every time I have went off, every time I have scolded someone, every time I turned into that nigga, it was warranted. Now, maybe you could argue I just shouldn't have done it. But me being who I am, I've never just because I'm mean or because I'm being spiteful or because I'm just nasty been a been a problem or, or went after somebody. I did it because somebody fucked up. And that fuck up fucked me up. That's it, period. But again, this is where it becomes high school. Did you hear the legend of and then the story goes around and it goes around and it goes around. And each time it goes around, something is added to it. It's like my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, excuse me, in The Sopranos. That episode where Tony and, and Adriana, uh, Adriana uh, were in the car and they swerved in the car to miss hitting the animal. And the car flipped over and they got into the accident while Chris was out of town doing something. And... By the time the rumor got around to the last person, basically, she apparently sucked Tony's dick and come got all over the visor. Matter of fact, Uncle June had the last word. And he said, and the way they cut it, they cut it like it was a rumor going around. As the story started to be told from beginning to end, each piece of the story cut to a different person talking about it. And by the time it got to Uncle June, she sucked his dick and come got all over the visor. When none of that happened. So that's what this is. People go, man, I heard Aries or I heard this story. And by the time it gets to the other side of town, now we have the, the story that's outrageous. I have never told a dude no just before a show. And now I got no feature. Get the fuck out of here, yo. I'm going to tell this, though, from that. Uh, the truth that's in there is, though, if you do go to comedy clubs, a lot of comedy clubs do have an Aries Spears story. Whether I don't know what it is, before I started working with you, that's what everybody said. I'm an adult, and so I, I, I judged it upon you. And we've had arguments, we've had fights, but it's not about those things. We we've have our own. We're we're grown men. We're going to have some issues. Uh, it's not from the comedy, and everything that you've ever done in comedy has been uh, about comedy. So I don't know. I get it. I get that some people, I mean, there's people I don't like in this, in this business that no one else has ever had a problem with. And I've had a problem with them. So personal things are however it works out in, in this business, but they're not lying when people say, yeah, every club has an Aries Spears story. And I, but I'll tell you this though, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two clubs, I could count on my fingers for Aries Spears to be such a monster. They bring me back every fucking year. Yeah. So how much of a monster could I be? If I was really nasty, if I was really mean or or disrespectful to the staff and the managers, 
they 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 just the same go nah we good and it's funny because after the end of a lot of shows people will come up to me and go okay you guys don't really ask for anything need anything no maintenance anything. you're easy so it's like give me a fucking break man but everybody's prepared for the big the big uh, the big bad wolf the big bad story the angry nigga told me to cut you off man but we have to take a break it's nothing personal it's just business all right this is from uh, my mother Doris Spears. She writes, I love you. Keep your head to the sky during the storm. Your fans love and support you. And they are always make that obvious. She meant to say they will. Mom, I got to give you <laughs> a ten dollar a lot of my mama. God damn. This is the same woman that made me do book reports in the summer uh, to make sure that we were on point in terms of articulation uh, and verbal skills. But you know where my mother's from? Yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> my mother's from Jackson, goddammit. Um, handle this with the apalm that defines your character. Haters have to have freedom too. It's a bitch. You'll be richer for the hardships in every way. Always stay ready for the good shit. You're still evolving into your prime, mom. Um, um and when Andy and I remember when we talked about this at Black's Barbecue, and I said, I'll wait till I read the email. But when you mentioned something to me, and now I'm going to hate myself because I can't word it the way you said it, but kind of what my mother alluded to. Oh, you kind of said something about you're still discovering who you are. And I think when you said that, that's why I went, mm. and I wanted to tell it to you right then and there, but I was like, nah, let me save it for the emails. Because she said that. You're still evolving into your prime. And I thought that was interesting that you said it and my mother echoed it. Or better yet, she said it and you echoed echoed it. it. Because I just went, yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. As much as I'm nervous, as much as I, in the back of my mind, because I already felt like my career was over before all this. Uh, I felt I was blackballed and my shit was over. But I always said I felt like I was one thing away from the turnaround. But now with this, I'm almost certain uh, that Tombstone is written. But something, and maybe this is me being naive, maybe this is me being corny, but from the day my mother had my back and and groomed me into this thing called showbiz, uh, I believed everything she said. I believed every word. I believed she's the reason why I'm here. So if the woman whose body I came out of says I'm going to be all right, be all right. I I think that this is, uh, everybody loves a good comeback story. Be ready because this is going to be a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's what mothers are supposed to do, right? Put you in the big black titties and make you smell a mixture between cocoa butter and milk. My mom didn't do that for me. Because she didn't have big black titties. <laughs> but if you had a mother with big black titties, she put you in them and you could smell the cocoa butter and know that everything going, ooh, child, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. 
Or if your mama had big Jewish titties, then you could smell crackers and uh, soup, mouse ball soup. I got horchata. What's that? You don't know what horchata is? No. You know when you go to the Mexican restaurants, the down-home ones, and they have those big, giant uh, glass uh, containers, oh. and then they have the, 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 it looks like milk in there? Okay. That's, that's a, what that that's is? That's horchata, yeah. It comes oh, with different flavors. Shit. Okay. Goddamn, there it is. Uh, papa. Ezra, Ezra Gardina, Gardina. Uh, we love you, Aries. Don't let this sensitive society that looks for reasons to get pissed off get the best of you. You've always been outspoken and unapologetically honest, and they don't like it, but who cares? Stay true to yourself and don't bend or fold to the masses. One love, bro. You got all my support, Ezra from Florida, where the girls dress like they don't like their fathers. Hilarious. Thank you, Ezra. Um, uh, no, no, not that one. Mm. A, okay. For my girl, A.B. Uh, Aries, I just saw your name online. Again, with this alleged lawsuit, you and Tiffany, I just want to say, please keep your cool and follow the advice of your attorney. I'm sending this message as a means of support and encouragement to keep you cool. Hence the subject line. I'm not sure what else to say, but keep cool, guys. I know it's easier said than done, but you have to. Don't lose your shit. Fucking crazy-ass Hollywood and this crazy Sue shakedown culture. I always keep this in mind. People are powerless in your reaction. It's your reaction that gives them power. Respect. A-B. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you, girl. Uh, Yeah. Mm. Let me get to something so Andy can add something to eventually. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, yeah not, there's nothing I can throw in on those. Uh, Leroy Furious. Uh, what's up, dudes? Uh, my three actresses of different nationalities are Lupita Nyong'o, who's Kenyan, uh, Frida Pinto, Indian, and Emily Mortimer, British. I know you said black, white, Spanish, but I am a fucking adult and I make my own rules. <laughs> really awesome. It's Leroy Furious. Yeah, 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 Leroy Furious. I fuck whoever I want to fuck. Uh, Liz- uh, Lizzo is a sexy adult. Oh, Lizzo is a sexy... Lizzo is sexy Jabba. So I'd still eat it from the back and hit it from the front. Stay safe and eat some cunts. Sayonara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know who Frida Pinto is. Or Emily Mortimer. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, not my taste, uh, but okay. I'm not going to knock your hustle. Yeah, well, why would you be, why, why are you worried about what he likes? I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, he gave his opinion. Yeah. And uh, there it is. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, like we said, it was his opinion. He's a grown man. He, yeah. he changed the rules. Uh, we can do whatever he wants to do. Have you ever heard of the other two? Uh, no, I, I really don't think I have. Which, well, you already probably oh, already it. deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to look him up real quick, but. Right. Uh, Dominique Poe, Tupac, Dom 40. I'm watching your Art of Dialogue interview. I don't know what you're talking about, but Pac is the king of rap. Jay-Z really isn't, really wasn't hot in the 90s. What? Now you're just making shit up. Uh, it was only Pop, Biggie, and Snoop. Tupac is the Michael Jordan of rap. What? <laughs> um, when he got 
Got out in October 95 and joined Death Row. All, all eyes on me, sold five million out the gate. Sorry for the long email. Um, listen, we can play subjective opinion on who the best rapper is all day. But to say that Jay-Z wasn't hot in the 90s, are you fucking kidding? He was one of the pinnacle rappers of the 90s. Uh, yeah. He didn't he didn't have the the same um pop pop uh success the popular culture success but he in rap he was a big deal wait wait who didn't have the same pop cultural success he was he jay-z got, jay-z got bigger as he as as we went into the 2000s is what i was saying no jay-z was flaming hot in the 90s but not with not with not with popular culture not as big as he is now i mean he is a brand now but don't get it. no 90s jay-z was a big fucking deal that hard knock life tour, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but it was still it, it was still not it wasn't the same mainstream success that he's having You're now. You're crazy. You're crazy. I'm saying at the time it was it was huge, but it was. It Are was, you saying comparison to Tupac, or are you saying overall? Because you're wrong either way to me. Well, in comparison to uh, Tupac, to to people who were getting on TV, who were on shows, he wasn't on talk but, shows but, but, and stuff. No, then. no, no, no. But Jay Z's never been a TV movie guy he's just not that dude but as far as music records sold concerts popularity he's been bigger than everybody the whole time really but it was all uh, what i'm saying is he didn't hit that mass appeal he wasn't an mtv guy he wasn't on he wasn't getting on mtv like uh like tupac was getting oh you're you're bugging you're you think he was on mtv uh, just as much absolutely not as much as pop absolutely all so, so his biggest albums came out in the 90s. I'm just saying, I'm gonna let the people talk to you. Okay, go ahead, people, get to your shit. It's time, get it get, out, get, get, get to typing. Um, but that, that doesn't mean he's not huge. Uh, but and, and I do think though that Pac, you you don't like him as, as a rapper, he doesn't No, I love Pac as a rapper. I, I, what I've always said is Pac was energy, he was passion, you know. You didn't uh, like any of his bars. I'm not saying I didn't like him, but what I'm saying is when you listen to Dear Mama, you wanted to hug your mama. When he talked about Brenda had a baby, you felt him. Story, when he did hit him up, you wanted to hit him motherfucker up. He was in, he was like a good halftime football coach. He made you go, yeah! But lyrical ability, metaphors, punchlines, bars, he wasn't lyrical. He wasn't lyrical like Pac, like uh, Biggie, Nas, Jay, Jadakiss. He wasn't lyrical. He was energy and passion. But he was telling a story in everything that he did. That's not, okay, okay, great I, I storyteller. But I think it's a different, it's just a different lane. I think it's it's in that same. Listen, there are some hardcore Tupac fans that will die with you and ride with you all the way that are going to say Andy's right. But to say that Jay wasn't. As, I, I'm, I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying that. The Jay wasn't big. I'm just saying it wasn't to the same level that other people were getting it at that time on a national level. Right. All right. Uh, the, the people to speak. Uh, Corey J, the riddle. Remember this riddle? We were trying to figure out what has four letters, never has five letters, sometimes has nine letters. That's what it is. Remember? Yeah. I thought when it said what has four letters, never has five letters, sometimes nine. You had to come up with an answer. Like, what's the word that fits that? 
Oh. That's the riddle. Got you. Now that I'm going poorly explained. <laughs> I see it now. The letter what has four letters, never has five, sometimes has nine. I get it. But that to me, I you know, because when here's where they trip you up. What? Like it's a question. What has four letters, never five, sometimes nine? I'm thinking you got to come up with a word for that. And they don't. They just told you. Okay. That to me is poor. Well, I still think the other one was poor too, but go ahead. So you think that one, you think that's poor or you? Yeah, that's, I wouldn't, there's no, I, I don't, he's the only one who got that one. No, a lot of people wrote in and told me that's did, what it was, but they could have Googled it. Oh, okay. They could have Googled it. Um, Um, uh, Nicholas Cage, William Johnson. Y'all ain't seen the movie Bad Lieutenant, where he plays a drug addict, crooked cop in Louisiana. I will put that one up there with some of his best works. Y'all should check that out. Would you ever see that? I thought I did, but I I don't remember. But that Bad Lieutenant sounds familiar. I want to even say, if this movie is as old as I think it is, I auditioned for this when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I was living in New York at the time. I think it was, my God, I want to say it was, well, yeah, I moved out to LA in 93. So it had to be early 90s, like 90, 91. I want to even go as far as to say 89, but I, I don't know. So you're looking it up. Bad Lieutenant. 92. Yep. There it is. Yeah, I auditioned for that. No, I didn't see this. Because I remember specifically that name, Bad Lieutenant. I can't believe I didn't see this. This was Harvey Cartel. I can't even say his Har- name. Harvey Keitel. Keitel. You about to fuck me up. You said Harvey Cartel? Uh, Cartel, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, dope, though, if you're a drug dealer. Yeah, your name's Harvey Cartel. Yeah. I like that. I'm smirked. <laughs> what is dumb as you thinking? Who do I turn into when I'm doing that? The cartoon. Oh, that is a... Uh, uh, Bullwinkle. Yeah, that is Bullwinkle. Rocky! Yeah, Rocky! <laughs> Bullwinkle! <laughs> I'm smirked! So what you're saying is, Kaitel's pretty close to Bullwinkle. Yes. Um, oh, God, I'm trying to remember a Harvey Kaitel line from one of his movies. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of Reservoir Dogs. To, when he's Mr. The, the Fixer, yeah. the, the, the Cleaner. The Fixer, the Cleaner. What? I don't know what you think you knew. <laughs> This is a good kid. <laughs> uh, Frank Caliendo did a thing that was so genius. I just saw where he morphed. He showed how to morph, how to go from. Make sure I get this right. I see where he's doing these, but I didn't. Robert Downey Jr. to John C. Riley. Yeah. To. My man that plays the Hulk, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I've seen him do these. Right. And he, it's amazing because he basically is telling you it's the same tone with a change here and a change there. And when he does it, it's brilliant and genius because you go, holy shit. When you look at the the subtle, I don't think it was, uh, no, I don't think it was Robert Downey. I think it was Kermit the Frog. It was Kermit the Frog. John C. Riley, Mark Ruffalo, how a little vocal pitch change. 
captures each one. But he doesn't. But he doesn't give you the cadence. He uh, he has the cadence. He doesn't right. say anything about that while right. he's doing it, though. Right. Um, incidentally, um, when I was on the art of dialogue, and when I was poking fun at myself with my weight, because I had said that, dude, if I take my clothes off, I look like Dolomite in his prime. And I said, if I get butt naked and stand up and turn to the side, I look like Esterol, Florida Evans. I also meant to say, I didn't think of it till it was too late. I was going, listen, dude, all of my fat is in my gut. I don't really have a fat face. I don't have fat arms. And what people don't know is because I wear baggy jeans. But if I wore skin tight jeans, I got real little legs. <laughs> dude, butt naked, if I'm sitting, I look like Kermit the Frog, nigga. <laughs> Kermit you for I remember the first time I saw you wearing shorts and I said something to you. I go, damn. <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> dude. Um you better hope you never have any kind of leg problems because you're not gonna be able to move, man. Hey, dude, listen, I think part of maybe what this comeback is gonna require is a complete overhaul of uh me visually. So I'm about to get Get some Rocky music going, dude, and get these calf raises. I popping. wish you wanted to do that because I want to do it, but it's hard because, like last night after that, that's I didn't like my last set. Oh, I you had a brandy. I, I had a, a bourbon. A bourbon on just on the rocks, man. And right. I need to go home. I what I need to do is go. We we go to places. We we stay in pretty nice hotels. They have fitness. This fitness center is open twenty four hours. I need to come back here and just lift some weights and be angry instead of lifting a fucking <laughs> bourbon and. And going back to the room and finishing off that pizza that I ate on the way back to the well, hotel. Well, here's the other thing that makes it a little bit hard, too. Certain cities. Yeah. Where it's like, we're in Austin, Texas. And, you know, if you're a fan of any kind. And who the fuck don't like barbecue, nigga? That's one of them foods where it's like, that never goes wrong. And when you're in Texas, it's like, yeah, come on. You're in Texas. That's like being in Mexico and you ain't going to eat nothing Mexican. You you gotta I you know I used to give you a hard time about tasting food you know right. you you'll you'll order ten things and just have a bite of each one because right. you want to see what, there's nothing I'm learning that there's nothing wrong with that my my dad's right. voice ringing in my head you got to right. finish your clean your plate clean your plate is not necessarily the best thing it is good to go ahead and test everything taste right. it you don't have to fucking clean the entire plate it's it I mean I understand you don't want to waste food either but you also don't want to put on extra pounds every single day there was an episode in sex in the city where miranda was dating this dude who used to be big and he lost all the weight uh and she was like how do you maintain looking the way you look and they went out to dinner so what he would do is he would order steak mashed potatoes all the, the big shit and he would put it in his mouth he would taste it and spit it out <laughs> he wouldn't swallow it Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. Right. <laughs> but, dude, I, you know, like when we went to barbecue, I ate my, I did eat my barbecue, but then I didn't eat all the peach cobbler. I didn't right. eat all the. But you said the peach cheese. cobbler wasn't great either. Yeah, well, that's that helps me. I have to say that out loud, too, over and over, because right. not great peach cobbler and no peach cobbler. Not great peach cobbler is pretty good over no peach cobbler. So, well, technically, no peach cobbler is better for you than yeah. not tasting great yeah. peach cobbler. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, yeah, it worked out. Right. But I didn't eat the, the mac and cheese was great. I only ate half of that. I mean, right. you just can't always have. I wish they could do that little tasting portions. But no restaurant's going to do that. They're there to make money. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business.
Darius Davis, episode 392. Spanish restaurants, tapas. Tapas. That's what you got. Just eat tapas. There's little Spanish, you know, the little appetizers, like two pieces of something. Oh. Um, you turn that chick from angry to intrigued like a zombie bite. That shit is perfect example of what you said. At the end of the day, when you got game and something to offer, these women flip faster than a pregnant dyke. Keep going, DJ Khaled voice, Darius Davis. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's funny. Go, I'm, again, go check out my Vlad interviews with me in the jean jacket. Uh, so many people are saying these are some of the best interviews I've ever done. And again, women, y'all are hilarious. Y'all like toddlers. Nah, 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 poopy head. Like when y'all get mad. I mean, it's funny to me that you want to say I'm ugly. Okay. And I, as I ended the interview, which was the most golden part, I said, listen, ladies, whether men care to admit it or not, we all pay for pussy. So, you know, whether it's directly or indirectly, no woman worth her weight in worthiness is fucking you for free. There's a courtship, dinner, movies, outings, concerts, uh, clubs, comedy shows, drinks. And that usually happens multiple times. So and you still might not get no pussy. So whether you get the pussy because you do it that way or you straight up go, here's cash for ass, we pay for it. And at the end of the day, if a man does pay for it, as the famous Charlie Sheen, you don't pay the fuck, you pay him to leave. Either way, I fucked you. I won. I came. It's not an L for a man. I know y'all like to go, man, you pay for pussy. Okay. It's not an L. And, you know, I don't know why y'all seem to think, look, Biggie fucked. Women loved Biggie. Crooked-eyed. Oh, Women love that fat. Crooked-eyed nigga. He had swagger. The Gucci, the Gucci sweaters. Gucci sweaters and rings and socks down to whatever he said. Gucci rings and socks and rocks down to the... They love that shit. Jay-Z, I said on, the, on an Art of Dialogue interview, I wish he would cut his hair. Now, how's a man really talking about another man's appearance? But I said, that nigga, that, he, with that hair, he looks like them roaches on them raid commercials. And we have HD now. That shit's aggressive. <laughs> he looks like Basquiat. Okay. But you don't think if Jay had Beyonce, he wouldn't get pussy? Oh, no, he'd, he'd be knocking it down more than he probably is now. Jay got swagger. Jay got swagger. Women aren't as artificial as men are when it comes to looks. And you got, as a matter of fact, here in Austin, one of the waitresses said, because I, again, this is how men think. We're so egotistical and macho. We go, God, I had the biggest dick. If you're ripped and you're right and you're shredded and you got the V in front. And don't get me wrong. There are women that love that. And it's a sexy look. But a lot of the waitresses were like, yeah, but those guys are usually airheads. They're boring. They don't have good conversation. There are women who go, I don't need all that. I don't mind a nigga with a tummy. If you're interesting, if you can make me laugh, if you can mentally challenge me. Yes, that shit look good. But if you ain't got nothing up here, women don't. Come on, man. I think they should call, um, change the word one night stand then to uh, you keep your money and I'll keep mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and listen, a man will bang a bimbo in a minute. A man will bang pussy almost if the bitch look like, you know, a sea monster because it's pussy. But I think a little bit can be said the same for men. If a bitch is super duper duper fine, 
big titties, fat ass, the whole kit and caboodle. But she's a fucking bimbo. That's not fun either. It's fun when a woman can challenge you mentally and make you laugh. It's fun. So, you know, whatever. Your boy is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm saying. Don't ever let him fool you, kid. Uh, Alexa Flowers. Uh, Lizzo Gay. Uh, A&A. Oh, man. We're going to call this uh, episode uh, Andy Just Listens. Oh, man. I woke up and saw Aries trending. I had to run to your Instagram and saw a post of you in bed singing. Break my soul. LOL. Down the rabbit hole I went. I agree with Andy. Uh, it was crazy seeing comments from people upset about fat shaming, but then continued to fat shame. That's why the Internet is absolutely ridiculous. The women that listen to this podcast and follow you both know where your hearts are. We still here and we got you, Alexa. Thank you, Flowers. I wish I could. I was next to you so I could smell you. See, obviously I wasn't just listening because I made a comment that she commented on. Right. But what do you mean you weren't just listening? Because you always, this episode you go should be called Andy's Just Listening. Yeah. I said, I'm obviously making comments because they're commenting on it. I'm not just listening. Right now? All the time. No, most of the time you are commenting. But yeah. uh, for the last four emails, I've oh. just, I've just oh. heard you breathe. Well, because they've been directed specifically to you uh. for reasons why. What am I going to comment on it? I, 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 we've already commented on a lot of it. Okay, let me read this one that's not directed towards just me. Uh, Dominic Lawrence, end of show. Hey, fellas, real quick question. Can we please go back to the, can you feel it, baby? Or that's how I get pussy to end the show. The new, the one y'all been on, the one y'all been playing, ain't it, B? Nigga, it's one, I love it. 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 Um, I love how you guys, but this is what I mean, ego. You are one person saying that. I've never heard anybody say that before. So we're going to change the whole fucking menu because of one opinion. I, okay, I'm glad that you like the other two, but there's a lot of people that are feeling the other ones or this one. So uh, thanks for your opinion, Dominic. Dominic, you could have avoided this whole uh, Aries-isms right now with you if you would have just said, hey, man, you've been running that one for a long time. Love the other two. That one was good, too. It's, it's time for a new one. Come on. And you know what? It may be. But when we hit 400, time for a new one. You know, we make changes when we hit milestones. Uh, and I hear you. I like, you know, I like the other ones, too. Can you feel it, baby? Or uh, that's how I get pussy. That's how I get pussy. I, I don't know if I like that more than I like. Can you feel it, baby? But I love this 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 one, and it don't mean shit to me. I like that. But thank you, Dominic, uh, for your opinion. But we ain't changing the goddamn menu. Uh, Jonathan Moore. Can you imagine if if people change things based on one opinion? I don't like the way the Empire State Building is built. All right, let's lock it down and restructure the whole fucking thing. Um, Jonathan Moore. Elvis, hey, ANA. I just want to start out by saying I want my money that I spent on that dumbass Elvis movie. Uh, I didn't learn shit besides his manager took all his money. Guess that's karma. You borrow, stole from culture that wasn't yours. Did they really have to make it like a carnival just because of Colonel Parker was telling the story? That's all I really had to say. Also, I want to say I enjoy the podcast. Aries, I hate that you haven't gotten the shine you deserve for all your hard work you've put in over the years. Um, 
listen, dude, uh, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, and I certainly, like I said, stand on what I said as far as respecting Elvis the artist because he was a bad motherfucker. Uh, and he did give credit. Um, but, but you know, I know there's a lot of black people that share that sentiment in regards to him. So I like how he said, though, and I'm, this is where I'm, I'm confused. I'll be confused. People can write in about it. he borrowed and he stole from the community that he grew up in. From the people that he were his friends. And in the same place that he died is the same place that he came up in. He stayed there the whole for most of his life other than when he was in Hollywood. So he borrowed and he stole or was he part of that community? Because I also know there's black folks that don't grow up in a black community. Are they when they are part of something? Are they borrowing or they're stealing or they're not part of it? If, 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 if black folks come from another country and never experienced this country, are they part of it more so than the guy who grew up in the culture? Right. I'm, I'm just curious. I, I, I want to know sometimes when people define things, how they define it. I'll say this maybe. Uh, and, 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 and at no point is any human being supposed to do this or, you know, is, are obligated to do this. Certainly not Elvis or anybody because, you know, the world don't owe you shit. But maybe out of respect for the culture that he so benefited from, maybe it would have been nice if Elvis... And I don't know that he didn't for sure, but if he, I've never heard of him doing anything, but if he didn't, maybe he could have, I don't know, helped the black community in certain ways uh, to give back musically. I don't know what exactly that would have been, but, you know, whether it be, you know, going out to some of the black artists who are never really compensated properly or given the same opportunities I don't know. Do something for him. I'm not disagreeing with more could have been done, but when you use the term borrowed and stole from a community you grew up in, are you borrowing, stealing if you grow up in that community, if you're part of that community? Because he isn't looking at everybody any different than himself in the community. Yeah. I, you know what? The, 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 what makes this sketchy or hard is technically you are right. But it's sometimes dealing in technicalities is where it becomes great because, for instance, the white broad at the show last night, who was real, had a lot of nigga sauce to her. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the eye rollings and the neck cranking and the finger snapping and the whole physical. And she kept saying, when she kept popping off at the mouth and I had to destroy this bitch, she kept saying, it's how I grew up. It's where I came from. Meaning, you know, she grew up around black folks. She came up around black folks. So that's why she's... But it makes me cringe. As a real black person, that makes me cringe, which is why, again, I go, I don't like white comics to pander the niggas by acting like niggas. Most times it's an act. But if you say, hey, this is where I came up, this is how I grew up, okay. And 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 what that's what I'm saying. Technically, Andy is right, but it don't make me feel better. No, I don't, but to your point. Then when you do see that that's where you came and you see how things are done, what you said kicks in, then what are you going to do to be part of the community? What are you doing to en enhance and grow the community? What are you doing? I don't know that he did enough. I'm not. Uh, that's not I don't know I'm, that he did anything other than give verbal credit. When he, in fact, hey, don't call me the king of rock and roll. Fats Domino is the king. I don't know what he did. I knew that he stayed in the community. Right. A lot of people, when they make money, where do they go? Out of the community. 
Was Graceland in the community? Yeah, it's in Memphis. Oh, I, I thought you meant in the community, meaning with the brothers. He's still living. He, he still lived in Memphis. Memphis. He just didn't live with the brothers. I don't know where. I don't. I, I don't know the area that I'm he was. I'm live in the darkest. I want you to put a gate up. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, the darkest. I will stay in the community, but I don't want to want my property. All names on the property. That is an old church. And by the way, that he, Graceland was an old church. Oh, yeah. was it? And oh, there okay. is gates, so. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not. Listen, I don't know what I'm talking about. Why you say that? Because I, I, I'm not. That, that community, I don't, I don't. That's why I said I didn't understand. I don't understand. But I think if someone grows up. Okay, then this is the point that I'm trying to say. If you grow up in the community and you're part of the community, you right. come up in the community, your, your, your friends, everyone is part of that community. You live, you work the same way everybody else does. You come up. You go in, you start playing on uh, what, what Beale Street, right? And you're you're with everybody the same way. Now you do. He was white dude. So and and what did they say? Sam. Uh, they said what's what's the dude who says uh, Sam from uh, Sun Records? If I have a white guy who can sing like a black man, I can make a lot of money. Yes. That wasn't even Elvis saying that. Right. That was the marketing. The the people uh, that figured that out. Elvis was singing who Elvis songs the way Elvis sung songs. He uh, he has someone that he actually has a style from. He sounds similar to. Everybody has that when they're doing when they're coming up. They're yeah. all doing this. Right. He's part of that. He comes up. You say now he's he borrowed and stole. Now someone comes here from another country and they're black, and they live in America. They never had to deal with any of the stuff here. That person is automatically part of the culture, but the person who grew up in the culture isn't. He's part of the culture because he's black, but he doesn't have a connection to the culture. The only thing a nigga can do for me is make me a banana sandwich. That's a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. And everybody of the night. What's mine? Excuse me. I just think the day that we start fighting with each other and all the people that are in this part of the community, which is not the top part, these top people will stop running the world and we won't be in the situation. Every time I cry, I call over Mabel. Who's Mabel, you say? She's a 400-pound black bitch with huge titties. And I put my white nose in those breasts. And I cry my Elvis tears inside them chocolate titties. And it makes me a better singer. Plus, there's a little banana residue left <laughs> in her chest from the last time I ate a banana fried sandwich over her chest. Okay. You never even tried to do an Elvis, though, for real. This is no, just, no, you're, no, you're just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I got to position my body like I'm, something's wrong. Like something's wrong in a can't quite figure out what it is. I know I feel something tingling down my spine near my ass crack. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to stay this way till a doctor comes over and fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why out of all that, that's the part that I found the funniest. Right. Um, all right, Mr. Marcus. <clears throat> Swing and a miss. Just a bit outside. You relax. My email's growing like Lizzo's waistline. Anyway, two things. <laughs> Imagine Christopher Walken as Tom Walker as he narrates the movie Elvis, Elvis the Show, Amen, and me, Colonel, the Show, Amen. Okay. Um, 
that was, was a show. I'm not sure what he means. Oh, man. And me, the colonel. The snow. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't, what does he mean by oh, man? I don't know. Like shucks home, man. Huh? Maybe. Is that what he means? All right. Uh, and Dennis Rodman and Christian Bale. And Dennis Rodman and Christian Bale's Batman argue about lollipops. Just do your, just do the one you already do, which is, uh, uh, Oh, uh, I mean, I never thought I would have an NBA. You're going to give me that lollipop. Uh, I don't give it that. I, I don't care. What kind of lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they come in all kinds of flavors. Cherry, grape, uh, watermelon. Watermelons for new. <laughs> Instead of that one, do uh, can you do this? Do you mind doing this? Yeah. Do Rodman and uh, what, what's the British actor, the bald headed dude uh, that you do? Uh, uh, Stay, Jason Statham. Statham. Them ordering ice cream together. Rodman. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, Rodman. What kind of ice cream you want? I think I'm going to go for pistachio. I don't care. I, I just think, I think, I, I think I'm going to go uh, macadamia and chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I love sprinkles. Uh, I love sprinkles, man. I don't give a damn. Good sprinkles, chocolate sprinkles is really good. Yeah, that sounds good. A little sprinkles. I don't know if I want that on my ice cream. I'm gonna have to kick it off. A little bit extra calories. I'll just you kick it onto my face. It will match the rest of my skin tone. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> dude, I, I think that those two hanging out together would be the funniest. I need preparation for some of these. Um, dude, that would be the funniest group of the whole world, right there. Current series, Terminal List, and I keep and Chris Pratt as acting, acting. He got some chops. You said you saw a little bit of Terminal List? I saw the I'm, whole I, I, thing. I got the whole thing downloaded. I'm just waiting to watch it. Uh, but I, I I knew what the end was going to be. I knew really? it. Really? I knew it, and I was so mad because I thought, okay, it's not going to happen that way. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, it happens the way that I thought it was going to go, and I was like, damn it. And it took it out for you? It's still good. I'd still watch it. I'd still recommend watching it. I, I, I just, I had it in the back of my mind the whole time, and then it, it would, it would advance, and then something came up about. It, there's about three, I think, three episodes to the end. Something, and it goes, and it gave me that dude, dude, and I was like, yep, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Scale of one to ten, ten being the, the shit, one being awful. Where is it? I, I, it's seven and a half. I mean, really? Yeah, I, the action in it, the 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 story, the story, and his acting, and it is really good. I mean, it could have maybe even an eight, man. It was worth watching. All I'm going to tell you is it's worth watching. Thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. All right. I'm going to read these last two from our familiars. Uh, Dewan Curse. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Mike Epps and the Fat Police. Uh, what up, Annie? It's your boy, Dewan, a.k.a. D1N only. Uh, first and foremost, I have to apologize to you, Aries. I sent what I thought was some funny shit trying to lighten your mood, but when I read it back after I sent it, the shit might have read different on your end. You know, I got mad love for you, and I ain't trying to get blocked. Come on, man, you ain't going to block you, nigga. And even if I did, I'm sure your pimp hand would knock that shit away. Uh, but let's get to this nigga, Mike Epps. This is the second time in a couple years he's come out of the side of his neck like he's built for tough. Not that I'm advocating violence, but this nigga is breaking all kind of man laws. Man law number 217. Thou shall not cometh for me over some fat bitch. The worst part is that you spoke about women need to encourage 
her to be conscious about her health. What the fuck? I was reading through some of the comments and saw some of your responses. And all I, all I can say is fuck them. You're still funnier than half these fake ass comedians. Your squad will always have your back. Those of us listening heard your message. So fuck these selective hearing chubby chasing fucktards. Keep your pimp hand strong, your head held high, and go fuck a fat bitch with low self-esteem for the culture. LOL. Your boy, Dewan. Yeah, I'm going to chill on the fat bitches for a little bit. Uh, take a break. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they came for your boy, and they still coming. Uh, are you ready for a war? So, I got a lot of tusks. And what they call that shit? Snouts? What the elephants got? Is that what it's called, a snout? I don't know. What's, yeah, Trunk. 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 Yeah. I got a lot of tusks and trunks coming at me, hitting me in the ass. So I'm going to take a break. But I hear you, baby. I'm glad to know you with me, man. Um, all right. Uh, let me read this last one. Um, from you know who. Uh, Under the sea? Tears in the bathtub. Coach K, birthday blues. Coach, I started reading this a lot more now that I could attach that song to it. Andre GTA 3000, Aries the Animal Steel. I like that. I like that one. Uh, when this podcast is heard by us on September 8th, it'll be my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, God, happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We're going to keep 7-Eleven open a little bit longer. All right. Uh, <laughs> Now you got a whole new group coming at you. Oh, my God. Hold my hijab. <laughs> uh, a person in my extended family passed on September 1st. I apologize, brother. Yeah. I apologize to y'all as I'm writing this thinking hover. You think he's writing in the bathtub? Because if he did, then the paper would get wet. But that's where the tears are. I know, but... Right, which means he's probably writing above his chest. But as he tears up, the water rises. So it melts the ink. Uh, time is a currency we take for granted. Why did this nigga always have to hallmark Cardus? That's who he is. That's his That's personality. All right, all right, all right. Time is a currency we take for granted. Because we live in the present, we should tell those who we care about and our loved ones how we feel now. Because now, Aries and Andy, this whole podcast fam. I love y'all. Y'all provide the greatest therapy that I will never take for granted. The gift of laughter. And jokes is such a relief. This, this comedy saves lives. Thank you, ANA. Love and peace, my patidas. Tears in a bathtub. See, I agree with you, though. Comedy does save lives. If, or when used correctly. Oh, okay. When used correctly. Or <laughs> don't point a loaded gun to your face. Point the barrel away from your face. All right. I think I, I, I I'm somewhere between Heath Ledger's Joker and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you are. That's when when Frank does. I gotta find. 
the pitch change. I did your balls drop? Hi, the Batman. Hi, hi, hey. <laughs> How are you? Kids. So somewhere between did your balls drop versus did your balls uh, Hi, hi, did your balls drop? Hi. We're going to find it. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I saw one thing about you. Yeah, give me something about me. And I think I... Somebody, some, give me someone who hates me. No, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's hate. I think it's just something about you, um, Andy. What's okay, Christopher Reed. Okay, Andy. What's their name? Counter. Uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> just the what's their name? Counter. I'm just thinking it's going to be about how many times I can't remember. Oh, it might name. be. Uh, with all the drama circulating around Aries Lizzo comments, I would like to lighten up the mood. This email is from a man, Andy. Andy, you're a funny SOB. The most underrated part of you is your ability to give a comedic assist. For example, Aries will read a poorly written email while he's struggling to navigate a sea of grammatical errors. Andy will jump in and say something like, do it in the Asian voice. Or Aries will say the word, man, consecutively, and Andy will jump in and encourage Aries to say man in Will Smith's voice. Hilarious. With all that being said, let's discuss what slows you down. Remembering people's got damn names. Oh, he's talking to you still. I'm yeah, a solution-orientated no. guy. Instead of bashing you for it, I'm going to be a source of help for you. After every Wednesday's podcast, I'm going to have a what's-their-name <laughs> counter for you. Each time you forget a name, I'm going to, going to tally it up. I'll email how many times you forgot a name in each Wednesday podcast. Over time, you'll be able to see how many times you forgot a name. I truly believe this will help you improve or at the very least shame you into being better. LOL. Thanks for reading my email. Peace and love, fellas. Christopher Reed. Uh, won't do anything for me. Uh, but you don't it, think so? But it could be a hell of a drinking game. You know, one of those games where you, every time I forget a name, you take a shot. Yeah, but dude, you, you, uh, 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 you already are fucked up. So you do a shot. You ain't going to remember. No, no, no. Not me. The audience. When they they, oh. they, they listen to the podcast. And oh, every like, time you can't, they take a shot. Yeah. Oh, they'd be drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> two, two emails in. I, I think that would be the way to go. I uh, Yeah. I, I just can't. I don't know where it goes. I really don't know where it goes. I, I, I don't. And sometimes if I am in the stream, you know, this is a very good. I, I can actually, when I was doing the show on Friday night, First night, my rhythm, everything was going good. I'm not thinking, and everything is just flowing. Right. When I'm not thinking, it comes out. I started thinking about what I want to do in the set, and do I want to do this and do this, and then all of a sudden, things just start locking up in my head. It's 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 just when I have too many like too many things are going on up there, and it just ends. And if I think, I'm done. Mm. And that's really what it comes from. I I don't know. My brain just freezes when it's I, too many too many thoughts are going through there. I, all the roadways are full. I can't put any more stuff in there. I got to just go with it. All right. Uh, you want to give our dates? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, and let me write something down since my internet. I want to make sure I don't fuck this up. Okay. Uh, so if you're listening to this on the eighth, uh, which is Kolsch's birthday, and a big shout out to Kolsch actually because we didn't say this. Uh, we, we, you did. Uh, I'm sorry if we lost, Coach. Seriously. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, nigga. Sorry about that. We, we, we give you, we give you shit, but honestly, um, 
So you listen to this on the 8th. Kolsch's birthday. Let's let's call it Kolsch's birthday the 8th uh, through the 11th. We'll be at the Addison Improv, uh, which is next to Dallas, in the vicinity of Dallas. Uh, September uh we were going to be in Spokane the 16th through the 18th of September. That date is on hold as of right now. So uh, if you need to get your tickets back or want to go see a different show, hit up the club, uh, Spokane Comedy Club. Um, September 22nd through the 25th, we're going to be at the Raleigh Improv, which actually in Cary, and that's the 22nd through the 25th again. And then September 30th through October 2nd, we are going to be at Levity Live in New York State. Uh, you can come catch us up there. After that, I got to say, uh, Aries has dates coming up in California, uh, Brea, California, Funny Bone in Richmond, Virginia, and Hartford Funny Bone. Um, I can give you those dates too. Uh, October 7th through the 9th, Brea Improv. October 14th through the 15th. Oh, these might have got turned around. I'm not sure. I'm going to stop at Brea. There's some more dates coming up. But I'm going to be in London. So if our listeners have any great places that I need to go see in London and they want to hit me to it, send me a, send in an email. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this bloke come to the stage right now. Come see you from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he's welcome here in the States. We want to give a big round of applause. Uh, he's here with his American comedy. Uh, so get ready to be baffled and confused. Because he doesn't deliver in the weird way we do. Uh, well, a little bit of sarcasm, uh, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of overthought. Uh, and he's just going to be a real puzzling to us. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the absolute truth. <laughs> because he doesn't have the comedy styles of our great Iggy Izzy Pop. So you, you might watch this wanker and think, and, and think to yourself, oh, I don't really understand uh, what he means. Uh, bring butt is the Iggy Pop. All right, coming up. Uh, this is King Feek music. Uh, King Feek. He didn't really uh, leave his socials, uh, but the song is called Wait a Minute. King Feek. K-I-N-G-F-E-E-Q. Uh, oh, my. This is Louie. I'm so full. I just ate all of Aries' problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this is going to die yet. <laughs> See you guys. Fake. Ha. Knees, baby, now make 
make it clap Back it up just a bit, just like that Get behind you now, hike like a quarterback Ay, I got half on the beat Upstate finders, low bro, fucking with me Harlem Beacon, ain't for Papa Kipsy Oh, now you wanna go and act like a groupie Wait a minute, 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 just wait a minute. Wait a minute, 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 wait a you really wanna be like me I'm honored if you have an apology Many nights I don't care to have a pot to see And you really think a silver spoon's giving it Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Klein-Schmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. The test course you said with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!